Welcome to TCC Alive, a podcast of Tulare Community Church. Well, I want to thank everyone at TCC for allowing me to share the word this morning. Um, we've been in a series called Songs for the Season. And in the series, we've recognized God has used songs in different seasons in our lives to speak to us. This morning, I want to share a little bit about who I used to be. Uh, growing up, I, I grew up in the 90s and the 2000s when R&B had all the love song hits. And I remember every single time, anytime I would fall in love or have a crush, I remember just listening to sad songs, love songs that would remind me of my heartbreak or that moment where you know I just thought of that person day and night. Uh, I remember waking up and the first thing I would think of is that person. Uh, when I would go to bed, I would think about that person. It consumed my thoughts. And I, I would remember those songs. Even to this day, I listen to songs that I'm like, man, I really listen to these songs? And so part of this series, the so- songs for the season, we were challenged to pick a specific psalm that would remind us of maybe a time we've had to go through that God helped us through. And for me... Being very young and infatuated with love, I, I went through a lot of heart times, heart, heartaches, and unnecessary heartaches, let me tell you that. Um, and one psalm stood out to me all the time. And this psalm is some, something that people would always prophesy over me. They would always say, hey, we see you planted near a stream. And that psalm was psalms number one that we're going to go over today. Psalms 1 reads, Blessed is the one who does not walk in the step with the wicked, or stand in the way that sinners take, or sit in the company of mockers. But those who delight in the law of the Lord, and who meditate on his law day and night, that person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, and whose leaves do not wither. Whatever they do, they prosper. Not so the wicked... They are like chaff, that the wind blows away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked leads to destruction. This text begins with confronting the negative. In Hebrew poetry, I I learn it, it connects to one another, that every line that we read will connect to the next line. It leads you to with a purpose. And in verse 1, if you notice the word blessed, as I prepare for this, I started to think, where else do I hear the word blessed? For me, it came straight to the Sermon of the Mount when Jesus shared the Beatitudes. That word blessed is a very specific word. In the New Testament, that word is used a lot. The word blessed is tied to instruction. And also in verse 1, the verb does not walk, stand, or sit. This is all describing the inequity found in people who are not connected to Jesus. This passage is talking about the characteristics of the wicked and the righteous. And in verse 2 and 3, David highlights some important instructions. But those who delight in the law of the Lord and who meditates in the law day and night, that person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields fruit in which those leaves do not wither whatever they do they prosper what is this stream referring to 
A tree planted by the stream of water is like someone who is planted in the word. David is referring to the law. At this time, David would use the book of Psalms or the songs to meditate on those five books of the Bible. Which is funny, something that I found as I was preparing for this sermon is that the book of Psalms is actually divided in five different parts. Those five different parts, in a way, reflect those five books of the Bible, the beginning of the Bible, the Torah, right? The Hebrew Bible. Those books are those that David is saying that he meditates on those day and night. Psalms 1 is teaching us about being planted and bearing much fruit. It's a mandate of our life is to bear much fruit, ultimately to see transformation in our nation, cities, and culture. We need to bear good fruit. How does this happen? Abundant, enduring fruitfulness will only happen, Jesus says, if you remain in him. If you see John 15, it says, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown in the fire and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory, that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. How do you become planted and grow fruit? You're probably asking that. Deep down inside, every follower of Jesus is this, has a desire to leave lasting impact in this world. This desire was born in us when we believed the gospel. We who have tasted the power of God to the salvation for everyone who believes, Romans 1.16. For I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes, first the Jew and then to the Gentile. This week I experienced something really cool. Over the summer I started working for a company that takes clients to dialysis. And I get called sometimes around 4 a.m. to take a client to dialysis. And this week, I got called because they needed help and they were backed up. And I said, sure, I, I, I can do that. I normally do it on the weekends, but I did it during the week this time. And I got to meet a young lady, older lady, named jo Josephine. We'll call her Josie for short. Josie is a 47 year old woman that had a stroke five years ago and she's been recovering ever since as I picked her up this is the first time I've ever picked her up and so as I picked her up I opened the door and and I always have Christian music playing in my my car um the company car and as I open the door she starts to notice my music and so she starts asking me about my music and and I got to just tell her, hey, this is you know this is who this artist and that artist, and she said, well, I, I love your music. I, uh, you know, I thank God every morning and every night before I go to bed, which is kind of unusual for me to have that type of conversation with a client because 
she was kind of sharing that with me without me asking. And so I just listened this time. I, I knew God was up to something. So I started to listen a little bit deeper. And so she started telling me about her process of recovery and how she had the five strokes. And as she sat in bed, she just wanted to die. She just wanted to just sit there. And, and she said when she would close her eyes every night, she would hear a voice, a voice that would tell her to get up, to get up. And she, she, she has shared with me that she thought it was maybe her mom and maybe God. And you and I know that it, it, it was God. God was, was reaching out to her at this time. And as she was sharing the story with me, I knew God was up to something this morning. I knew he was going to do something in her life. And so I proceeded to continue to listen. And I said to her, Josie, have you ever heard of the good news? And she said, no, what is that? And so have you heard about Jesus dying for our sins? And she said, yeah, that's a, that's a very sad story. I said, but do you know the other part that he resurrected? That he, he gave us freedom from sin and that he gave us life in his resurrection. And so I started to talk to her about Romans 10, 9, where it says, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. I also asked her, have you ever felt the, the love of the father? And she says, no, I, I've never actually met my father. So I, I don't know what that is. And I said, oh, Josie, we, we, and I'm driving at this time. And I'm having this discussion with her, just looking at my rear view mirror. And, and I start to ask her, hey, would you want to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior? And she said, yeah, I, I would like that. So I said, well, let's close our eyes and let's, 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 let's confess our sins to one another. And let God come into your heart. And so we do this. We start praying. And I said, Josie, have you ever felt the love of the Father? And she says, no, I haven't. I said, well, let me pray that over you. And, and, and that he'd fill your heart today with that love. And as, we, as I was driving and having this discussion, I saw big tears coming down Josie's eyes. Even through her mask, you, can start, you start seeing the drops coming down. And that the power of God starts to consume the car as we were driving down the 198. See, see God, God has showed himself this morning, that morning. David is telling us in Psalms 1, But those who delight in the law of the Lord will yield much fruit. God wants to plant you by streams of water to build a root system in a secret place before he leads you into making visible impact and impact into this world. God isn't satisfied with temporary results. God is not looking for a month, a year, or a decade of us pursuing the things that he calls us to do. He's looking for a lifetime impact, a generational impact. He wants to make you become more like Christ. The gospel reshapes us. And that out of the overflow of that, we respond with grace and service to others. Righteousness comes as a gift from Jesus, working in our hearts and our lives. We see in verse 4 and 5, as we start to wrap it up this morning, that the wicked get blown away like chaff, nor the sinners will stand in the assembly. 
Jesus said in Matthew 5, 17, Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. Jesus is the completion of the law. Throughout the book of Psalms, you see David desperately seeking a connection with God. From the day David was anointed, God watched over him that he would produce much fruit. We see in verse 6, For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked leads to destruction. David has his highs and lows throughout scripture, but God watches over him. So the Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Today, most scholars believe David was between the age of 8 and 15 when he was anointed by Samuel. David was 30 years old when he became king, and he reigned for 40 years. 30 years old. If you do the math, God took somewhere between 17 and 20 years to build roots in David's life and to get him ready to, do, to, to share visible fruit with the world. Today, I'm preaching at 32 years old. When people prophesied over me as a young man, Psalms 1, I always thought, how am I going to be able to bear fruit? How am I supposed to meditate on the word day and night? How? When I was struggling with so many things. And his Psalms would always, always come back to me. And now I stand at 32 years old preaching here at TCC. I'm married. I have two children, two beautiful children and a beautiful wife. This October, I'll be celebrating six years of being married. And every day since then, I've fallen in love with my wife and my family each day even more and more. I get to serve her. I get to serve my family. When she asks for Starbucks, I go get it. When she asked me to wash her dishes, I washed them. And I washed them with the joy of the Lord because I get to love my wife and I get to love my family. And so as we wrap up, I want to share this with you. This morning, I leave you with this final thought. Globally and nationally, God is doing something amazing. And as we delight in the word day and night, his love is the proof of our salvation and that we need to share this more than ever before. That Jesus died for us, died to free us from sin and his resurrection, he gave us life. And now we have the responsibility to share that with those that are around us. This is the good news that we need to share. That when we abide to Christ, we will bear much fruit. And so TCC, if I've learned anything in my time being here, is that we love to bear good fruit. Spiritually and physically, we bear good fruit. I've noticed something about TCC. We like having kids. And I'm very encouraged being here because I see a lot of families with a lot of kids. We bear fruit. It's actually great for me because I want four. And I get to encourage my wife. Um, hey, we need two more so we can fit in. And so I want to leave you with this. In a dark time that we're living in today is our, our responsibility to abide in the Lord. 
As Psalms 1 says that we get planted by that stream. And in that stream that we meditate day and night on that word. That we get to share that word with those that are broken and hopeless. That are sick and homeless. That have no shelter above them. That we get to share that gospel with those that are around us in our community. To see city transformation. Thank you so much for allowing me to share with you my heart this morning. Thanks for listening. If you want to know more about the ministries and mission of Tulare Community Church, visit us at tccalive.org.